Welcome to Resiliency Within, featuring your host, Elaine miller Karras. In unprecedented times, our beliefs and well-being are put to the test. When we take the things we've learned in life and look at challenges in a whole new way, we learn to develop resiliency, which can then be used to promote healing and personal strength. Now, here is Elaine miller Karras. Welcome to Resiliency Within. I am indeed Elaine miller Karras, and I welcome you at this end-of-the-year show. My guest today is Carmen Turner-Schott, and I thought it would be a good idea to talk about building resilience and transform your life in the many ways that we've had during the year, but today we're going to talk about it through astrology. Uh, Carmen has written two books recently. She's written many books, and she has more to come, but the two books uh, that have been of recent publication are called The Twelfth the Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House, Fallen Angels. And what she's going to discuss today is her latest publication called Sun Signs, Houses and Healing, Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology. She's, she's going to discuss with us sun signs and how uniting sun signs with traits and with the 12 houses that the, her new book will teach us how to accomplish three important things, transformation, healing and resilience. And we know the last year has not been an easy one and we're starting a new year and wouldn't it be nice to kind of clear the air and start with some new ideas and another very ancient science that's been used for thousands of years. And she is going to share with us some information about exactly what astrology is and how to uh, know a little bit about your, your astrological sign and how it may help you in your life. But I want to tell you a little bit about Carmen first before we get started. She's a social worker. She's a licensed social worker. She has worked in the area of trauma for a number of years. And, but she's also what's called a psychological astrologer and teacher with a national and international clientele. Um, she received her undergraduate degree in psychology from Fontenbonne University in St. Louis, Missouri. And she completed her master's of social work um, at Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and she was born with some intuitive abilities. And she's going to share some of those intuitive abilities and let us know about how this all came to be, that not only is she a licensed social worker, but she's also integrated astrology into her work. She's also a certified Reiki master teacher and Akashic Record international consultant. So she has, um, let's say she has the... Uh, credentials to be with us today to talk about this very interesting subject. So, Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to get started by asking you, um, I can tell that from our pre-show conversation, you're very passionate about this work. And can you tell us a little bit about your own personal story and how, what led you to not only be a social worker, but to be a, um, an astrologer? Sure. Well, it all started, you know, when I was young. And as a child, I was always really sensitive and intuitive and emotional, but I always dreamed things. And I would dream things that would happen. And I never understood it. And my parents couldn't explain it to me. And what happened was one night, I woke up in high school with a glowing ball light in my doorway. And I couldn't move. I couldn't say anything. I just watched this beautiful glowing ball light in my doorway and I watched it for hours and I kept thinking, is it an angel? Is it a spirit guide? You know, what, what is this? It was about the size of a softball and it was a uh, yellow, white glowing. And after what seemed like hours, it's like it released me and I was able to finally yell for my mother. 
because I kept trying to speak, but I couldn't, I had no voice. I just laid there and I always had to have my door face, my uh, bed facing the door where I could see out into the, and with the nightlight, right? Because I didn't like the dark and, and all that. My mother finally woke, you know, heard me and I said, do you see it? She said, yes. So for the first time, my mother saw something unexplained that I had seen, you know, because before I'd wake her up in the night with a dream, I was a sleepwalker, you know, all kinds of stuff. And she finally believed me. And she said that maybe it's a lightning bug. Maybe someone's trying to flashlight and, you know, try to be, you know, I was 16 years old and she just was trying to comfort me. And I'm like, no, it's too big. And so then in the next day, she said that was no lightning bug. I said, no. And she said, I don't know what that was. And so after that time, I started researching angels and and reading books about all these things. And and then another big event that happened to me was when, that same year, um, I had a friend in high school that was accidentally shot and killed. Um, and it was a total, a total accident. It was a tragedy in our town. And um, it was an accident uh, that some boys had had a gun and didn't know there was a bullet left in the, in the chamber. So that was the first time I'd ever lost someone in my life. I never had anyone die that I was close to. So that completely changed me as a person, you know, at 16 and having to, you know, go to the funeral and, and grieve losing my friend. And so that is when I started really becoming more spiritual. And I went, you know, would go to bookstores in St. Louis at the time when my mother would take me. And I went into a little bookstore called Mystic Valley and I bought my first astrology book. And I started reading, why am I so different? You know, why do I dream things? Why did I see this glowing ball? You know, what is this? And after reading about my sun sign, which is Virgo, and looking at my chart, doing my entire chart, I realized, oh my gosh, this is why I'm the way I am. It validated my personality and it validated my experiences and like no one could do. And so I didn't feel alone anymore. I felt, wow, this is a powerful tool and I want to learn as much as I can. So I taught myself astrology for three years, you know, till I was 19. I just learned and I taught myself and I started practicing, doing consultations for other people for fun and in college and in graduate school. And, you know, those experiences also led me to want to become a counselor and a social worker and help other people that had experienced loss or trauma um, and different things like that. And, and I wanted to, you know, bring astrology as a psychological tool uh, to show people, you know, how, how, you know, just deep and, and real it is. And, and it's really about personality, you know, in, in psychology, you learn about different personalities and, and everything And astrology is the same thing. It's very accurate. And I love to hear that Carl Jung, you know, the famous psychologist, he studied astrology, you know, there's just a lot of um, fact and a lot of benefit to it that can help people uh, transform and become more resilient and find their strengths. You know, when you know your sun sign, most people know their basic sun sign, but they don't, they don't know their whole chart. So I always try to help people learn all about their whole chart to see and validate different experiences and emotions they have. And the chart will show your main personality, your emotional nature is your moon, the moon sign, uh, the rising sign is how people perceive you when they first meet you. And I can analyze all of that for someone um, to help them understand themselves better. And I know that the chart is accurate um, if the person says, how did you know that? Because that's how accurate it is. I, I just, there's no way I would know, but it's your chart. And so I'm like, then we got the right chart because sometimes people don't know what time they're born. And that's very important. Um, and we can talk about that, you know, on the show as we go too, if you want me to. Well, but. you know, I, I know that there are many people that 
sometimes question astrology is that this is, oh gosh, this is one of those new age things. Yeah. But um, in kind of preparing for the show, it really is an ancient scientific practice. Can you say a little bit about that? Yes. I mean, astrology has been around, you know, since the ancient times and even, you know, in the Bible, um, you know, astrology is in the Bible and the book of Genesis, you know, uh, God created the, the seasons and the, and the signs and the signs are based, the tropical astrology is based on the, the seasons of the year. And, and also um, in the Bible, it ta- Jesus talks about um, there shall be signs of the sun, moon and stars of his return. He also tells the disciples to, to follow the man with the alabaster jar and the house he dwells, which is the sign of Aquarius. And then in the book of Revelation, there's a lot of astrological symbolism. Um, the four fixed signs of the zodiac are mentioned in the, in the book of Revelation. And then in ancient Jewish culture and Kabbalah, you know, in the ancient times, they would have the, you know, the 12 sons of Jacob, the 12 disciples. They had personality traits that were associated with the 12 sun signs of the zodiac, you know, that we know today. And so it just goes back uh, to even uh, when they found Jesus, the three wise men, right? Followed the, the star uh, to find him. So I've, I've loved to study um, the history of astrology and Christianity as well as one of my passions. So, well, can you tell us a little bit about your new book? Yes. So my new book, Sun Signs, Houses and Healing, um, really came about because I wanted to write something to give people um, skills and to teach them about their strengths of being resilient. And that's why it's called Build Resilience and Transform Yourself Through Astrology, because each sign is born with specific personality traits, and they have strengths and weaknesses, you know, just like uh, people do. And once they know their strengths, um, I teach them to utilize those strengths to overcome a tragedy, loss, any kind of change in their life, change in job, you know, their marriage, having a baby, Parents, you know, um, need to help their parents. You know, we all go through these major life um, events that we have to learn to be resilient, which means to be able to overcome hard times and, and, and survive that to become stronger. And so in the book, I talk about, you know, how each sun sign can be resilient based on their, their basic personality traits and how they can transform, which is how they adapt to change because transformation is how we adapt to change, right? And we're always changing. Everything's always changing. And as human beings, we don't really like that all the time. We like that stability and comfort and that status quo. So uh, what can they do to overcome change? I talk about that in each chapter I dedicate to each sign. I also talk about how each sign can heal because each sign heals in a different way based on their element. And there's four elements in astrology, which are fire, air, earth, and water. Fire signs are more uh, direct, active, passionate. They share what they think. They're more direct and they like to be doing things, right? And, and water signs are the sensitive, emotional folks. They're intuitive. They're uh, empathic. They're focused on relationships and love and all those things, art and harmony. Then you have the earth signs that are, are workers. You know, they're practical. They're, they like to work. They like to achieve things. They like to help people as well, but they like to be... Um, they like, you know, to serve and be responsible and they like to be productive, right? The earth signs. And then you have the air signs, which are the intellectual signs. They're, they're smart. They want to learn. They want to talk. They want to teach. They want to share knowledge and information. So all of those signs really heal in different ways. And the other thing that I really uh, realized, you know, as a social worker, 
is, is the issue of self-care. You know, we, we always talk about, you know, in the social work field and in the counseling professions yes. and is how, you know, it's, we, we do we do a lot of talking about it, but we don't we're not good at implementing it in our own lives. So we can, you know, and I'm guilty of that, you know, and, and so I wanted to write a book, you know, to make number one, help myself really, you know, take, you know, walk, walk the walk and talk the talk. So when I'm telling my folks that I work with or my friends or family you need to you need to do some self care. You need to take care of you. You can't give you know you can't um, give to others with an empty cup. You know you got to fill your cup first. All these quotes, right? And we do self care training at work, you know, in agencies, organizations. And I realized that most people are not doing it. And and so it was interesting. I, I had a it, what kind of spurred this book idea, but I, I was in a class for leadership, and we and and we got to interview these these amazing leaders in the community. And I asked each of them, you know, we could ask one question and I asked them, what do you do for self-care? And they just looked shocked. Like <laughs> nobody they, was doing anything. <laughs> no, it, they kind of, it was just a question they did not expect. And I did it purposely because I wanted to know because I knew maybe they maybe they figured it out. But no, they said, you know what? I'm not good at that and I don't do it enough. Or my daughter reminds me, mom, you need to, you need to take off work. Stop getting on the computer. We need, you need to, you know, spend time with the family. You know, they have different things that would remind them, but they all told me that they need to work on that. And these are people that have been in social service, you know, helping people their whole career that are just very high level people. And so do you think that if you know about your sun sign, this can help you with a direction of how to transform your life if you are maybe not involved in very much self-care. And I think that, you know, as we're ending the year, 2022 was a very hard year for many people. And they're looking forward to 2023 as maybe enlightening them in some new ways. So I'm wondering if you can tell us your favorite thing about each of the 12 sun signs. Yes. So Aries starts the Zodiac. It's the first sign and they're fire. And what I love about Aries is their ability to motivate people and they can get things done. Okay, they're action people. They they go on their gut instinct, and I love you know they're not lazy. They're go getters. So I love their uh, enthusiasm. Okay, all of these things I love about Aries, and then Taurus. You know they're the second sign of the zodiac. They're Earth. They're an Earth sign. They're I love their peaceful and calming nature. They're stable. They're known as you know they like stability and comfort, but they have a very peaceful and calm nature, and they make very good listeners. And that's what I love most about them. And I love their determination because once they make their mind up, they always say a Taurus will never change it because they're known to be strong willed and a little bit stubborn. But that is a that's a strength that they can use to overcome challenges. And I love Gemini because of their friendliness and their ability to multitask and their ability to communicate what they feel and think with others. And they and they also have a good sense of humor. You know, I like how they can make you laugh. A little bit sarcastic, witty, right? <laughs> well, I am a Gemini, so I think that may describe a bit of my personality that you just, uh, yes. <laughs> I think I can be funny sometimes, yes. Yes, you can, because you just have like a dry sense of humor at times, you know, because you're, you're so, in, so smart and intelligent, and your mind is always 10 steps ahead, right, Gemini, and, um, you know, as an air sign. And then Cancer, they're a water sign. And they're the fourth sign of the Zodiac. And, and what I love about them is their ability to mother other people, nurture and take care of others. They are uh, just very much a caretaker mentality. Um, I also like that they also are um, 
known to they're able to put up boundaries, you know, uh, more so than other water signs because they they're ruled by the crab. You know, their image is the crab, which puts on the shell to protect its soft interior. So I like that about uh, cancer, that they are able to have boundaries more so than uh, the other water signs, which I'll talk about. So Leo, I love their charm and their enthusiasm. They're like a child at heart. They just get excited about things. They can be very generous and very friendly and loving people. Um, And they also like to be the boss. Okay, so they also can make good leaders and they like to kind of be in the limelight. Okay, so I like how you can put a Leo in front of the room and they can just sell you anything. Right. (laughs) So I love that about Leo. A lot of them go into music, you know, politics, um, you know, theater, things like that, acting uh, because they're good on stage. Um, And then I love uh, Virgos. Uh, they are earth sign. I'm a Virgo. I, I'm married to a Virgo and I have a Virgo daughter. So I got a bunch of Virgos in my house. And what I like about Virgo is their um, eye for detail. You know, they, they can really catch if something is misspelled or something's not doesn't fit somewhere. And they're really good at um, helping other people. And they have a very um, service oriented uh, personality. You know, they want to serve others. A lot of them go into, you know, the healthcare professions, nursing uh, social work, things like that, working with children. Um, and I love, you know, their ability to communicate, you know, because they're also ruled by Mercury like Gemini. So they like to communicate, write, teach, all those things. And I really um, like those things about them. Libra, I like Libra's easygoing nature. You know, they're the seventh sign of the Zodiac. So they rule the relationship house. So relationships rule Libra. So their ability to really put others first and and focus on their partner and they have a calm, laid back energy, most of them. And I like that because they make you feel safe and peaceful because they don't really get riled up and upset easily. And if they do, they're good at hiding it because they're an air sign. So they're in their mind um, thinking about things and um, they make great peacemakers. OK, and conflict resolution, folks, they're great at that. Helping people see both sides of issues. Um, Scorpio. So Scorpios get a bad rap and uh, they're the eighth sign. They roll death, rebirth, transformation. And what I love about Scorpio is their depth, their psychological depth and their ability to keep a secret. They're very private, very secretive types of people that have to really trust you before they open up. And so one of their strengths is, is that they are healers. They're very, they have a very powerful healing ability. And a lot of them go into psychology and counseling and social work as well because they like to help people with their problems. And people are drawn to them and share um, their trauma with them. So Scorpios often lose a loved one at a young age. So they have the ability to have this um, just a very responsible, down-to-earth awareness of life. And you can tell them anything. Nothing shocks a Scorpio. And that's what I like about them. And Sagittarius, they are the free spirit, the traveler. Uh, They're the ninth sign of the zodiac. They're fire. What I love about them is their, their, their directness and their bluntness and their truthfulness, but they're very kind in how they tell you the truth. And they're intelligent and they love um, foreign travel, foreign culture. They love to learn. They love to uh, just be on the move. They're a little bit restless. You know, they don't like to sit still. They like to be outdoors and doing something, right? And I like that about them. And I love their optimism. They're very happy, positive people in a lot of ways, right? Sages. It's hard, you know, they're, the, they're not a pessimist. They're an optimist. I like that about them. 
And then Capricorn is the 10th sign, and it is Earth. It rules the 10th house of career. And what I like about Capricorns is their, their work ethic, their sense of duty, their dependability, and they're, they're, they're responsible, and they make very loyal uh, loved ones and friends. So I have, you know, my grandfather, my dad, and brother, all Capricorn, and my best friend's a Capricorn, and I tend to draw them. Uh, they're very hard workers, and they, they're very into um, finishing projects, doing what they say they're going to do, and you can really depend on them, and I love that about Capricorn. And then Aquarius, um, I love them. They're, they're an air sign. They rule the 11th house, so it's, they love humanitarian causes, so they love to help other people, and they like to help large groups of people, but what I like most is their innovative ideas, and they have a very eccentric personality, so they see things in a non-traditional way. They kind of buck society in a way, like question, well, why do we do it that way? Why can't we do it this way? So they kind of like change and to innovate things, make things better and um, think out of the box kind of people, which is what I like about Aquarius. And then Pisces, the, the final sign of the Zodiac, the 12th sign, you know, there's 12 signs. It, it ends the Zodiac and Pisces is water. They're compassionate and I love their artistic and empathic nature. They are very um, kind they feel your pain. You know, if you cry, they'll get teary-eyed and they do lack boundaries. So one of their greatest challenges is to learn to have boundaries and to be able to tell people no because they they give and give and they can also get um, burned out in compassion fatigue because they, they like to serve and help others. And, and they feel people's pain naturally as a water sign, but they lack that protection because they're two fish flapping out in the water, right? They don't have that crab, that shell that the cancer crab has, right? Um, so those are um, the 12 signs, just kind of real quick, you know. Well, can I ask you a question about that? Because I know there's a range sure. of when the, the dates for each sign um, that would yes. designate that you are one of the 12 signs. If you're born at, like earlier in that particular, say I'm a Gemini and mm-hmm. I'm, I think it starts on the, on the, on the 20th, I believe. Um, or the 21st, but then there's people that are in June that are Geminis as well. So depending on what month you're born in or like how strong yes. you might identify with the characteristics you described, would that have be stronger like on a certain date? I guess I've always wondered that the, that about yes. that. That's a whole, that's a whole nother uh, uh, topic in astrology that you could spend a lifetime learning. It's, it's called the decans. So um, each, we call it decans, which, um, so you'll have like, you know, you'll call it August Virgos or September Virgos or, you know, May Gemini's, June Gemini's. And there is a difference in their personality, um, you know, and, and I find that um, it really has to do with um, the whole chart. So you really got to have your exact time of birth, a.m. or p.m., your birth date, month and year, your place of birth, city and state to do a full chart to really see. Um, your moon sign, you know, your rising sign is going to affect your personality. We call it the top three. You always want to know what your moon sign is, which is your emotional nature. It's how you react to things. It's how you, you love and feel. So moon sign is just as important as your sun sign, just as important. And the sun sign is how your main personality. And then the rising is how you relate to stress and how you relate to all the 12 areas of life and also how people perceive you. And how they first interpret um, your personality when they meet you. So it's your mask, so to speak, that you hide behind. So um, a lot of people are very different based on that. But if you look at, you know, there's a lot of theories about it. But if you look at like a, a Pisces, uh, let's say a, Mar- a March, and you know, a March versus a, um, or, you know, April 
April Aries versus a March Aries. They are different. March Arieses are known to be a little bit more sensitive, okay, um, where April Aries have more of the, the masculine true traits of Aries. You know, and this is just subtleties and energy and personality that, that I've noticed. But we also call it the Deccans. So you can look up what, what Deccan am I uh, on, you know, Google it and astrology and it'll tell you, you know, you're a Gemini uh, Deccan one, two or three, you know, it'll tell you. And, and it'll be just a little bit of a different interpretation of your sun sign in as a Gemini based on your, your birth date, you know, what so- date. And so that's another question I have. Like if people are listening, my, members of the audience, how could they get their, um, all this information? Is there a, a place on, online to go to where you could provide the, you know, your date of birth, your time of birth, and where you were yes. born? Yes. There's a place called astroastr.com. It's a free site. Astro.com is the one I use the most. And you, just, you can go on there and you can do a free a natal chart and get a free natal chart wheel. You can also purchase charts, you know, an actual report, but you can go on there and just do your wheel, but you'll need to know your, your exact date of birth and year, your, your exact time of birth, which it should be on people's birth certificates or in their baby book. Or if, if your parents remember, if you, you need to narrow it down as best you can between a two hour window, because the moon changes signs every two to three days, even twins charts can be different, Right. Uh, and have a different moon sign and house placement of everything. So you need to know that. And, and then city, state, country. And it'll pull up a wheel. And, and it's a wheel with 12 houses. And it'll be numbered. And, and, and what it is, is it takes at the time and place of your birth. It's like if you're looking up at the sky from Earth, all of the planets are in a certain area of the sky, which are the constellations, in a certain um, constellation and area. It's like taking that picture and putting it on a piece of paper. And that is how we look at what your chart is, because that's what was going on when you were born. And it's all about energy. Astrology is all about energy. Well, this is fascinating. And what we're going to do now is we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to continue this wonderful discussion with Comrade Turner Schott and learn more about healing and transformation using astrology as our vehicle. Be back in a few moments. The Trauma Resource Institute is a nonprofit organization cultivating trauma informed and resiliency focused individuals and communities worldwide. Our mission is to take people from despair to hope. We believe in a world where every child and adult has the capacity to recover from highly stressful and traumatic experiences. Check out iChill, our free app that helps you learn the wellness skills of the community and trauma resiliency models. Go to TraumaResourceInstitute.com for more information. Elaine Miller-Karras' book, Building Resiliency to Trauma, The Trauma and Community Resiliency Models, is available on Amazon.com. The book is about how to cultivate resiliency during and in the aftermath of traumatic experiences. The book also addresses body-based trauma interventions combined with psychoeducation about the biology of trauma and resiliency. Elaine also offers personal consultations. For more information, you can contact her at Elaine at ResiliencyWithin.com. Elaine Miller-Karras co-founded the Trauma Resource Institute, Incorporated. The Institute provides trainings on the models Elaine developed, the Community Resiliency Model, or CRM, and the Trauma Resiliency Model, or TRM. 
If you would like more information about the Trauma Resource Institute or how to participate in trainings, visit the Institute's website at traumaresourceinstitute.com. That's traumaresourceinstitute.com. Trauma Resource Institute. Build resilience. Awaken hope. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Resiliency Within with Elaine miller Karras. To reach the show during our live broadcast, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to elaine at resiliencywithin.com. Now, back to this week's show. This is Elaine miller Karras returning with Carmen turner Shot. Um, who is talking to us about astrology and her new book. So, Carmen, do a shout-out for your book again. I love hearing the the name of the book from my authors. Go ahead. It's a long title. Yes. It's called Sun Signs, Houses, and Healing. Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology. So we you were, did a very nice job explaining to us a little bit about the 12 signs. So can you talk to us a little bit about the healing and transformation? How does learning about our uh, the, the multiple dimensions of our astrological sign help us with healing and transformation? Yes. So, you know, you know, as we talked about, you know, each of the signs is ruled by an element and the different elements you know, is what affects our personality. So water signs, for instance, are known to be more uh, sensitive, more emotional. They can get overwhelmed by stress, by um, other people's emotions. They take on and feel other people's uh, emotions, but they also are very sensitive to the environment that they're in, right? So when when we look at like Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, for instance, those sun signs, they really heal through being alone and having solitude. And doing calming, peaceful activities, being in nature, being near water, being in the, you know, uh, being, especially water is very healing for the water signs. But, but having time to withdraw from the people in the world to really recover their energy because their energy, they give a lot of their energy out because they're, they're so sensitive. And, and so they have to learn to bring that in. And so uh, for cancers, cancers are the home bodies. So they heal through being home and taking care of their family, cooking, cleaning, doing, you know, those basic kind of things really helps them heal and get in touch with, you know, what they're really wanting and thinking and feeling. And Pisces escaping from the world and listening to music. Music is very healing for Pisces. You know, an example, Um, also doing art, creating something, making pottery, doing yoga, meditation, uh, relaxation, you know, anything with um, Tai Chi, you know, anything with, meditation and relaxation is really good for the water signs. Okay. Scorpio as well. They need time to be alone, to process their emotions. And um, they need time to be away from other people at times because they're, you know, they uh, get very, uh, you know, they can get stressed. So what's good for them is also being near water, relaxing on the beach, um, you know, just being near nature and things like that. And, and also um, not, not dealing with heavy topics. So avoiding the news, avoiding watching things because the water signs just feel it all. So they need to really, um, let's say, unplug from technology, right? Things like that, which I think all signs can uh, benefit from, but especially the water signs. 
And, 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 and the fire signs are a little different with healing because, for instance, uh, the fire signs are Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo. Aries, they, they heal by doing things on their own, like being able to act and, and do what they want and do their hobbies. They have a ton of hobbies. And so Aries are the most, in my opinion, one of the most resilient signs because they're so positive and they're motivated and they adapt to change really well. So they heal quicker than and able to move forward and transform quicker because they're able to just let it go and move forward to the next goal. So they heal a little quicker than other signs. Okay. Sagittarius, it's hard for Aries, Sagittarius or Leo to sit still and meditate. Okay. Like the water signs. So they, it's harder for them. So they really heal through doing things, activities, um, you know, whether it's, you know, travel, going on a road trip, going out in nature, hiking, doing a compet- compet- competition is big with the fire signs, playing on a sports team, being a part of a group, you know, all of those things can really help them heal. And um, air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. The air signs are very, um, they're in their thoughts. Their, their mind is always going. So it can be harder for them to really meditate or do certain healing and, you know, breathing, um, breathing exercises are really good for Gemini, for instance, because Gemini is ruled by the rules, the lungs, you know, so taking deep breaths, getting fresh air, getting outdoors, movement, being stuck at a desk can be hard for a Gemini, right? Or in a Libra as well, in Aquarius, because they, they like to be challenging their mind. They like to be communicating and Gemini the thing about the three air signs is they like people around them. Whereas the water signs heal when they're kind of alone, the air signs and fire signs kind of like social, you know, bring my friends over, let's watch a movie, let's talk or writing, let's write, let's journal. Let me write down and think about what I'm, you know, write my thoughts down, um, how I'm feeling today. You know, Jim and I, um, all the air signs need to get their thoughts out onto paper or express them in some way to de-stress and, and talk about what they've been through. Talking helps them heal. Speaking, uh, even releasing it through words or through writing can help the air signs heal. Well, you know, I was wondering as you're talking, as you said that Carl Jung, who, of course, is one of the famous yes. people in psychology, um, and that he was a student of astrology. Mm-hmm. And I have also been a student of the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. Yes. And as you were talking, because I'm a Gemini, I definitely am a person that speaks to think which is part of the Myers-Briggs inventory. Yes. <laughs> I'm an extrovert, right? So yes. I'm wondering, could you speak a little bit? Do you think that he that the influences of astrology impacted his development of the preferences that he talks about in his work? Definitely the Jungian archetypes. Yes, they, I'm actually kind of writing a, a book about that. I've been working on a book about the Jungian archetypes and each archetype is associated with each sun sign, you know? And the same personality traits, the same kind of uh, symbolism. So it's really like he really, really was into symbols. It's that symbolism that astrology has that's similar of the symbols. The, you know, it, each sign has a symbol. Each sign has an element. And it, it gets me thinking, um, you know, when I love this, but, you know, in, in team building, something, you know, I got a lot of social workers get trained in is the four lenses. So it's, it's based, it's also similar to Myers-Briggs. The four lenses, you know, it's like your personality is either orange, blue, gold, or green. Yes, I know about those, yes. Those are the four elements in astrology. 
So when yeah. I started doing that uh, for my normal job um, and being a trainer uh, and, you know, with, with my coworkers and different groups of people and teaching them about the four lenses, I'm like, okay, you know, greens are the air signs, uh, blues are the water signs, golds are the earth signs, and oranges are the fire signs. And it's that, that energy of the element is the same in the four lenses. And so it does relate to introversion, extroversion. Yes, each sign is either introverted or extroverted. We used to say um, also feminine or masculine. You know, each sign's ruled by a planet in a certain energy. It's the same as the Jungian archetypes, like his different personalities. Wow, that is so interesting. Because as you talked about also the four lenses, I'm seeing that the overlap. As yeah. human beings, we're always trying yeah. to find meaning about yeah. our behaviors and what impacts our behaviors. And here we have three different kind of, I guess, sciences that yes. are, are leading us. Yeah. yeah, our tools, I guess tools yeah. is a better word, that can help us have greater self-understanding. And I think that when Definitely. we talk about transformation, you know, many of us can get so stuck. You know, this whole, my whole show has been about the resiliency that we have yes. within and how yes. different people have different practices and different ideas of how we, um, can create more resiliency or well-being within us. Yes. So I would really love for you to talk about the transformation. So yes. when you, you, you know, talking about the healing and you're talking about the sun sign, how can it lead to transformation? Like I'm a Gemini. Yes. And so you told me things about a Gemini and I could relate to the things that you talked about. Yes. Um, and so if I'm stuck someplace, yes. if I'm, how does someone like me transform that stuckness into touching into my best self using the science of astrology? That's a great question. There's so much to it. So for transformation, it really has to do, I feel like depending on your element, you're going to be able to do it a little, people are going to be more challenged with it or it's going to be, be more natural for them to transform. Um, so tr to me, transformation is adapting to change and, and embracing change and, and not fighting it, not resisting it. And, you know, like you said, most of us resist change. So like, for instance, with Gemini, I'll, I'll look right here and, and tell you kind of some of the things. Uh, there's so much. But one of the things for Gemini that helps them transform is balancing their energy. Because there's, you're such a high energy person and you juggle many things at once and you can get a little bit too much going on. And then when the, your plate gets full, you can get overwhelmed, right? So you've got to learn to. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> did, you, did you call my husband before the show started? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you're like, yes, I'll do it. Oh, that's because you're interested in your, your love knowledge. You love new things and you love to commit to things. And then you get your plate full and then you can, you get a little irritable. You start feeling a little restless. You start feeling like you're not settled. And so to transform, balance your energy, learn to control your thoughts because all the air signs, especially Gemini, they're always thinking. And Mercury is one of your strengths, but it can become a weakness because it's overthinking, overanalyzing and worry. And, and, and then you start getting, you know, trapped in this, you know, um, in your mind and you're not feeling. So Gemini's need to learn how to connect to their heart and what, what are they feeling? Well, so let me give you some, you know, kind of mm -hmm. concrete examples, talking to other people that may have sure. similar kind of challenges. So 
been talking to people, you know, some people that I know are really concerned, myself included, about climate change. And that if we don't do something dramatically, how it really our Mother Earth is being impacted. Or we're really, um, I think, in this last in 2022, the last few years. And this is not not a political statement. This is more about there's been a lot of diversity within families. And I can say, quite honestly, in my family, we have every political party. But there has been a certain edge that didn't exist before. And that worries me. And I can start thinking about it to the point where I don't, I don't want to watch the news anymore because it just seems like it amplifies the, the, the divisiveness amongst us. And and then I'm saying it, well, am I being kind of a, a wuss? Like maybe I need to listen (laughs) to the news because of course I feel like I'm a change agent that I can have ideas of bringing healing to yes. not only myself, but to, you know, family, individuals, to the world, really. Sure. So, you know, there's, it just, you get stuck in that kind of, for me, and you're right, I think yeah. about these things. Yeah. And then I'm going, I got to stop. It's too much, right? Yes. So I don't know yes. if you just have a comment about those of us that may think this way, because I imagine there are many yes. people that have this going on. And I imagine yes. that each of the, sign, the signs <laughs> are reacting to climate change, to the political diversity. Yes all yes. those social social conflicts in different ways. Yes. So I would love to hear your comments about that. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's really going on too astrologically that we've had is we've had a lot of retrograde planets affecting everyone on earth. Which what that means is there's certain planets um, in the sky that go through different cycles and you know some of them haven't been retrograde for thousands of years, you know, and we had multiple major planets that have been retrograde um, affecting all of us. And we've been feeling that tension, that feeling that something's going to happen, this feeling of unsettledness. And even people have, have revealed to me, they've been losing a lot of loved ones. People have passed away unexpectedly. I, I think everyone I've been talking to lately has had this happen within the last four months. And what that is, I say that it has to do with the astrological energy that's affecting all of us right now which affects every sun sign, all of us on earth. And I think that is intensifying all of our, let's say weaknesses, but our personality traits that are uh, negative are coming up more. And we're having to battle these parts of ourselves that typically aren't as intensified, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. And um, for, you know, and, and I'm the same way because I noticed that, you know, I typically try to be an optimistic person and look at the bright side and everything and, and always try to, you know, but lately as a Virgo, I'm also ruled by Mercury, but I'm an earth sign, but I've been negative, you know, thinking about all of these things that I don't have control of, which is a Virgo thing. We don't like to feel like we don't have control because we like to organize things. We like to structure things. We like to, uh, you know, get things done and know what's going to happen. You know, we like stability. And there's been a feeling of unsettledness and instability. And I've had to catch myself that I need to change my thoughts. Same with with Jim and I on what, how I'm thinking about these things, because I don't have control of it and there's nothing I can do. I've done everything I can do about this. And I've spoke up or I've made, I've made my opinion known, whether it's at work or wherever. And then I have to learn to let it go, to let go. And that is a big thing um, that I've learned to do the past four months. And I'm still learning. I'm still going through my own struggles right now, too, as we talked about. <laughs> Everyone I talk to, uh, don't, you know, the listeners out there, you, this is a challenging time astrologically, okay? And, and if you Google, 
the retrogrades of 2022. And also there's a lot of eclipses. There's, there's lunar and solar eclipses. And guess what signs? Taurus and Scorpio. It started last year. Taurus energy is all about the past, holding on to the past, holding on to things, keeping stability. And Scorpio energy is all about transformation, death, rebirth, change, complete um, endings. Okay. So we're all of us are being affected by this Taurus Scorpio energy. And we're actually going to have a big thing happening um, on the 25th of October. There's a solar eclipse, new moon, and guess what sign? Scorpio. And it, it people are going to be feeling this from now until af- even after this. You're going to feel the, ch- the energy of change. Mm. Like things are being taken or lost. Or you have to let go and release things. Emotions, the past, a job, a relationship, whatever it is that's holding you back. You're going to feel... You're going, it's going to be forced to happen with these retrogrades. So people are already feeling that. And that's also what's causing a lot of people to feel. They just tell me they feel uneasy and people say, I just don't feel good. You know, they don't really even know how to, their energy, they just don't feel good. Emotionally, they're tired. They don't have the energy they, they used to have. And, and that's been a common theme I've been hearing from a lot of people the past couple months. And, and I do think it's because of the retrogrades and these, these uh, eclipses. In uh, Scorpio and Taurus, which are very transforming for the whole world. I mean, well, you so, can see it. <laughs> well, you can yeah. see that there is something history. happening in the whole world. Yes. I mean, I think the history yes. and, but transformation is so important. So yes. I guess I don't know if you know the answer to this uh, or not, Carmen, no. but are the retrogrades leaving soon? So in 2023, we can look forward yes. to maybe some, some peace. <laughs> yes. Well, good news. Some of the retrogrades recently ended. Yay. So we don't have as many. Um, Mercury ended, uh, Saturn, you know, we still have, um, I believe, you know, Pluto and Uranus. There's some others that are messing with us and, uh, Chiron was retrograde for a while. Some of those have ended now. So things should be lightening up, so to speak. Um, and, and that's, a, this has been a hard time because, uh, Mercury retrograde specifically, uh, for anyone, everyone, but especially for, um, people that are Gemini and Virgo, uh, cause that's our ruler. It happens four times a year, and, and, and Mercury rules communication. It rules, um, you know, spoken communication, written, email, social media, technology, all of those things go haywire. So people miscommunicate. They take offense. There's more arguments. There's more uh, people getting upset, getting their feelings hurt. And, and Mercury retrograde just ended like a week ago. So we're st- we were still in the shadow. Um, and so that's once... I think by the end of this week, you're going to start feeling, we're going to start feeling better just because Mercury is not retrograde anymore Yes, uh, because that affects us every uh, four times a year. And it lasts for four to six weeks. And yeah. Well, so I'm sure as some of our our listeners are are hearing you speak, they go, well, how really could that be true, Carmen, that we have, you know, the planets, the sun, the stars that really (laughs) are affecting us here on earth. How could that possibly be? And I'm sure there's, um, Many people have a skepticism about astrology. Oh, sure, sure. And so I'm just wondering, because I can see how dedicated you are as a tool for yeah. understanding and healing, I would say, our human experience and all aspects of the human experience, emotions, behaviors, our yes. spirituality. So how do you um, respond to those that may be saying, Carmen, I think this is a bunch of malarkey. What, you know, what, yeah. what, what you know, really? Could that possibly yeah. be the truth? 
I tell you, this is the, the example I always give uh, when I'm asked about this, because um, when I first started studying astrology, you know, I realized, you know, that the moon, the moon sign is our emotional nature. And so, you know, every, every so often we have a full moon. And I started noticing when I was a, a social worker working with runaway teens that always on the full moon weekend, they would run away and they would be at the police station a lot more often. And I started watching this and I would tell my coworkers uh, who were not, who were skeptics, guys, it's a full moon. It's going to be a busy weekend, you know, and I would see this and they would come in, Carmen, what was going on? Or they'd ask me, was it a full moon? And I'm like, yes. And so what I saw is that, and there's research on this. If you look it up, uh, if you interview, you know, police officers, emergency room technicians. No, I used to work in an emergency room when I was a social worker in a hospital. And we knew if there was full moon, we yes. had full house. <laughs> so I'm just reminded of that yes. right now. Yes, you're you right. knew there's more, there's more domestic disturbances because the moon rules the domestic home. Okay. So please respond out more to domestic violence, child abuse, um, arguments, just people that because the when the moon is full, the moon affects the tides of the ocean. Okay, how can it not affect the human body when we're made up of mostly water? And so this is one of the practical things like I throw back at skeptics. Right. And, and you can read this research, which is real normal people, counselors, social workers, nurses, doctors, uh, cops who tell you, yes, the full moon, there is something going on that's different. And it makes people more emotional. And so that was validation to me. And I've always used that. And, and the same now, like it, with Mercury retrograde, now my coworkers, I'm like, guys, we need to be careful. Mercury's coming retrograde. Don't put anything in email and don't send anything until you reread it and just wait. Don't just send it. You know, and I, I even don't take my own advice because during the, you know, I always like, oh, I should, I knew I wasn't supposed to send that email because someone got mad, you know, and they're like, took offense. I'm like, no, I didn't mean that at all. Right. And I'm having to explain myself. So that's Mercury retrograde. And I see it all the time. So no one can convince me that it's not true because it's something that affects our practical life because it's energy. And I believe that God created astrology. I believe it's part of the Bible. I believe that, you know, there's so much about it that is healing. And I think people are afraid because there's just, you know, a few verses out there that are kind of negative, but that's just warning people not to put all your faith in in your chart fully, like like you're a victim, because we're not a victim. We have free will and choice, and our chart is the map of our soul. It does show what our strengths, weaknesses, and our some life experiences will be, but we always have the power of our own mind and our own will to change our life. Some things I do believe are meant to happen to us no matter what. I call that destiny. I believe in destiny. I believe it's a spiritual person. There's certain things that God wants us to go through to heal, to, to grow stronger or learn something. Right. And there's a reason. I believe there's a reason we go through certain things and those things cannot always be prevented. But there's some things I can look at a chart. And if I catch someone when they're young enough, I can prevent them from going through. Maybe I can really prevent something by giving them the knowledge about themselves and and just giving them tips. Hey. Maybe wait till you're a little bit older to marry or be careful what type of partners you attract because you could attract people that take advantage or that might be violent, right? There's certain things we can see in the chart and I can just give them that tip, you know, hey, you know, just make sure you really get to know someone before you get married, you know, basic practical tips. 
that can help someone's life be a little bit easier. So right? this is the way that you could integrate yes. astrology into a clinical practice. Yes. It's not that it's saying giving you all the answers, but it's giving you additional information that yes. you can discern to see whether that makes sense to a person or not. Yeah. Now, Carmen, this is uh, I have this happen to many with many of my guests, and I knew that when we first met yes. that we were going to have no problem um, to talking for an hour. So um, we only have a couple of minutes left. So okay. I'm just wondering if there's any, you know, like a parting thought that you would like to yeah. leave our guests in terms of, you know, your life journey with astrology. And if people are thinking about, well, maybe this is something I should look into. Anything yes. you want to say to them? Yes. I, you know, I recommend, you know, just, just, you know, you can Google nowadays, you don't even have to get a, a basic book, but if you want to just understand the basics, you know, um, of course, you know, I got my book out there, but you can also just Google and, 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 and see what you think about it and see if it, if it relates. And I recommend getting your chart done by a psychological astrologer. You know, that's someone that, that uses astrology as a tool of self-awareness and, and uses it to help others understand themselves and, and their relationships and to improve their life. So it's not a hocus pocus thing where I'm going to say, okay, when am I going to die? And all that. that's not what it's about. Or the horoscopes. You know, when you read your horoscope, that is very general, basic information. But to have your birth chart done by someone that is really trained, I promise you, you will have an additional insight into your personality and others. And you can even do relationship charts, child, your children's charts, get parenting tips. I do all of that. Uh, you, can, you can do that. And it's all to, to give you tips and tools to understand yourself and others. And, and, and yeah. And could you give us your um, website so people can contact yes. you if they want to have more information from you? Sure. I just launched a new website. It's uh, www. It's Carmen Turner And my name is spelled uh, Carmen C A R M E N Turner, like Tina, Tina Turner. And, uh, and then shot S C H O T T.com. And okay. that'll have my books, my article. There's a new blog. It's a brand new website. My old website is going to link to it. Uh, so you can find me on there and you can find me on Facebook under Carmen Turner Shot on Instagram and on Twitter. All and, right. So um, follow are, me. Yeah. So they can follow you. And I just <laughs> yeah. want to say, please go buy her book, Sun Signs, Houses, Houses and Healing, Build Resilience and Transform you. Your Life Through Astrology. And I just, again, you know, this, this um, show is about what else is true in life. And I think that Carmen has given us some insights into this very ancient science. And some of you may not believe in it, but some of you may find it a very valuable tool to help understand your life's journey. And certainly Carmen, as a social worker, as I am as well, um, can also guide you and you can go to her, her website again, CarmenTurnerShot.com. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again, remember what else is true in your life and how you can touch into your empowerment and your well-being. And think about those things that uplift you and that help you get through the most difficult of times. Blessings to you all. This is Elaine Miller-Karis signing off for Resiliency Within. Thank you so much for joining us this week for Resiliency Within. Please tune in again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Elaine Miller-Karis, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again soon.
Resiliency Within, with host Elaine miller Karras is brought to you by Trauma Resource Institute, Incorporated. Visit TraumaResourceInstitute.com.